Good afternoon. <laughs> Have any of you ever seen the movie School of Rock? Yeah. <laughs> In it, Jack Black's character tells the students he's teaching that the world is run by the man. It could be the man in the White House or the man down the hall, the principal, Miss Mullins. Later, a student named Frankie runs up to Miss Mullins and says enthusiastically, you're the man. Have you ever heard someone say, you're the woman? When I was in elementary school, my teacher asked us to write a short story. I wrote one about a character named Billy who took an adventure through the forest and encountered some sassy bunnies. In order to deal with these vicious creatures, <laughs> Billy had to be independent, brave, and strong. I think I wanted to be Billy. Throughout school, my teachers would ask me to think critically about what an author meant by something. And I always started my responses with he, unless my teacher explicitly stated that the author was a woman. Have you ever noticed that when we need to assign a gender to a non-identified person, we choose male pronouns? My AP government and politics teacher was one of the only people I ever heard use female pronouns such as she and her to describe a hypothetical congressperson. Just out of curiosity, did any of you think of a woman when I said teacher? Because he's a man. We tend to use male pronouns, but we also assign genders to different words based on stereotypes. In a recent reading for class, I saw, when Garrett Harding describes the tragedy of the commons, he says, each man is locked in a system that compels him to increase his herd without limit. When we first learned about the beginnings of America and the Declaration of Independence, we were taught that all men are created equal. I was telling my roommate that I needed to work on my study abroad application responses to send to my recommender. My professor from first semester had agreed to write me a letter if I sent more information. My roommate asked me, what does he need them for? And I said, well, she needs it so she can write in relevant points about me in her letter. When we constantly assume that the unknown person is a man, we start to forget that it's also possible for the person to be a woman. There's this common riddle that I heard. A boy and his father are driving along a road, and they get into a terrible car wreck. The father tragically dies, but the boy survives and needs immediate medical attention. They take him to a hospital and get him onto the operating table. A surgeon walks in takes one look at him and says, I can't operate on him. That's my son. How is this possible? The answer is that the surgeon is a woman. She's his mother. I honestly could not figure that out the first time I heard it. What do you all think of when you see the following words? Captain. Pilot. CEO. President. Doctor, lawyer, scientist, mathematician, director, professor. Did you think of mostly men? If you didn't, that makes me really happy. But if you did, don't feel bad. There's a reason we assign different genders to different words. It just so happens that we still live in a society in which many of these positions are dominated by men. The problem is that we forget about the women that are also in these positions. And then there are obvious ones, chairmen, firemen, policemen, mailmen. No one here is at fault for using male pronouns or thinking about men. No one here is to blame for anything. These habits are inherited from history. <laughs> I 
have a few least favorite words. These include manpower, man-made, and mankind. I hear them all the time. I can remember in elementary, middle, and high school, and now college, listening to scientific instructional videos, and the narrator would start out and say, since the start of mankind. Well, mankind technically means both men and all people. But what if white people meant people of all races? Or young people meant people of all ages? That would not be accepted. And there are alternatives. We can say human power, human made, humankind. Instead of manning a booth, we can work at a booth. We can say congressperson, firefighter, and police officer. We can say he or she, or she or he. The or opens up possibilities. We can even better, we can use gender neutral terms, such as they, them, or there. Why does language matter? Language is powerful. We use it to teach our young children about the world. What happens when a little girl is born in the United States and she begins her journey? This year's TEDx theme is the journey. I think she starts to internalize the words people say. When she constantly hears firemen over and over again, do you think she'll ever aspire to be someone who she's only ever known to be a man? We have female firefighters, but I can't help but think our words have an impact on young girls and women of all ages. I want that little girl to know that women are also firefighters. Now, language is a reflection of society. So some would say, well, first we need to change society, which we do. But issues in society are perpetuated by language. It's much easier to change what you say than an abstract concept of society. Language may seem like a nitpicky, very small step toward change, but I don't think so. I think when we change the way we represent women in our words, our thoughts, and our media, we change the way we view women as a whole. I'm still guilty of using gender-biased language and making sexist assumptions. I say things like, hey guys, and man, I'm so tired. Someone was telling me about a doctor and I asked what he specialized in. I hadn't even heard a name yet. Just like most problems, gender issues are complex. There's a lot beneath the surface. We still have a wage gap between men and women. We still have a gender gap in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics fields. Women are more likely to be domestically abused or raped. Women are more likely to be sexualized in the media. Women are underrepresented in government. Women are underrepresented in movies. There's a lot of work to do. But here's something that's easy. It's easy to be a tiny bit more aware of the things you say. And I'm not the only one who thinks about this. The National Council of Teachers of English has established guidelines for gender fair use of language to avoid exclusionary forms of speech. The European Commission published an English style guide that calls for gender neutral language. And some studies, such as the one in the Springer Science Plus Business Media Journal, show the correlation between gender equality in a country and its gender neutrality in language. You might not think that your language choices will drastically change the world. But it's a lot easier to change your language than to change the world. And you know what the cool thing is? I think your language choices will change the world. Maybe when these possibilities open up, we'll have more female CEOs and pilots. Maybe we'll have more stories in which the female, in which protagonists are female. Maybe I would have written about Brianna instead of Billy. Maybe next time when, Freddie runs, when Frankie runs up to Miss Mullins, he'll say, you're the woman. And it'll have the same impact as, you're the man. Maybe that little girl who wants to be a firefighter won't feel like she can't be. 
And maybe, just maybe, we'll be one step closer to a society in which a person's gender does not affect their ability to live a happy, healthy, safe, and successful life. Thank you.